All right, let's get started. All right, first of all, Optus. Um, so I know nothing about technology. My husband is an IT expert. He knows a lot about technology. So I'm going to ask him a lot of dumb questions and he's going to try and answer them for me. All right, so let's start with Optus, the hacking scandal. Can you just tell me a little bit about it first? What, what's happened? Okay, in non-technical terms, someone has accessed inside the Optus network. They've gone for the customer list, which has details like first name, last name, date of birth, um, driver's license number, all the really, I've heard really... about the driver's license numbers. Yes. That's, but they, they, you can change those. In some states, yes. Not in WA? I'm not sure about WA. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, it's something that's I'm right. not sure about. I can look it up if you'd like me to. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Do you want to Do you wanna quickly look it up? So, okay, so driver's license numbers can be changed in some states. What about the states where driver's license numbers can't be changed? Are they just going to have to deal with their... <laughs> I don't... Hoi, <laughs> hoi. We're, uh, we're talking about technology and we're currently, there was a huge Optus scandal here in Australia where, uh, what was it, a million people's information got stolen, including driver's license. No, eight million. Yeah. Eight million people got their information stolen and it was a huge scandal. Optus is like the Dutch uh, KPN kind of similar. Not quite KPN. It would be like, what's, what's the secondary... Mm. Like Vodafone? I mean, we've got yeah, Vodafone. Vodafone. It, it's, it's, it's the second biggest. Second biggest, yeah. Yeah, it's the second, second biggest telco provider. And as far as you understand, yeah, everything has been... Yeah, it is horrible. And um, the hackers actually asked for a million dollars in exchange for all of this information. And everyone was like, what's going on? A million dollars is not a lot of money. Why are they asking for just a million dollars? And then all of a sudden, I heard today that they've apologized and said they're not gonna, they're not gonna release any of the information. Smart hackers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very dumb hackers. Oh, that was another question I had, because. Optus said that the hacking was really sophisticated, and I've heard that it was not at all. No, no. The the uh, putting it sophisticated was trying to cover up the fact that it was um, it was a lot of like exploit of um, uh, vulnerable systems, just out so of date things. So they just had terrible security, and this person took advantage of it. Yeah, terrible security. Optus thought, oh, we'll we'll say it was sophisticated because of what was what was stolen, and um. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of wasn't and the problem yeah, one of the problems is when you have a breach of this magnitude um, yeah, they, they try and cover it up and too many technicians who know the true story go out and say uh-uh, yeah, 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 no. yeah no, apparently it was not sophisticated but if you look at the message that the hacker has also put online it's it's it reads very young Right, yeah. it reads like a someone teenager in a basement, <laughs> in their parents' basement, hacking these millions of people's information. So it's yeah, it it it's a bit of a scandal for Optus, but they are not handling it well. Like they they're not at all. Their compensation apparently has not been very good. It's 
just all round not been very good. There's been there's been a lot of uh, a lot of suggestion. Even it's like, oh, we'll only compensate you if you can prove that um, your information has been used in a malicious way. And it's just like, how are you supposed to be able to do that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. What I'm supposed to prove that my information has been taken and used maliciously? That yeah. doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. It's... What? What? You're the one that had the information and let it get leaked. Why do I have to? Why is the yeah. the onus of proof on me in any way? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So this this is far from over. There'll be lots of lots of screaming for the months to come. I've heard nothing but people saying they're going to quit being with Optus. It, I I wonder if Optus is even going to survive this. I I I think it will. They have they yeah. have quite a large business presence. Um, they there's other markets they're in. Um, it's it's certainly going to impact them for a long period of time. But just like um, Vodafone Australia went through a similar... But they handled it well, right? Like they said, we're really sorry. We're going to so, do everything we can to make it better. Yeah, the the one I was thinking of was... Hello, random content 3000. <laughs> the one I was thinking of was uh, back in... Is sort of around uh, 2010 is they just had um, an insane, insane amount of... Um, insane amount of uh network issues they had tens right. of thousands of complaints that's and, yeah that's the other thing i wanted to ask you about so this whole optus hack has been horrible right it yeah. just just all around terrible now malware in general there is a lot of low low tech very non-sophisticated malware out there and i was just i just wanted to ask you what kind of stuff do you see a lot of like, what is the most common malware tactic that you see that people fall for? Um, so I would I would say, see when you when you say malware, typically you're talking about a piece of malicious software or code, um, piece of malicious software or code which can break into things and attack people or collect details. And I mean, those those are common. There's there's keyloggers. There's um, sorry, what's a keylogger? So a keylogger is a piece of software that you um, that infects your computer and collects all your keystrokes and mouse movements. Like a Trojan horse. So a Trojan horse is a type of attack. A Trojan horse is something which sneaks in, that looks innocuous, and has a malicious, um, a malicious component to it. Okay, so a keylogger. So uh, okay, just just yep, let it, me just put it yep. in simple terms. So a keylogger is some kind of software that you get that comes onto your device somehow mm. and it just tracks everything you do. So whenever yep. you're typing in anything, it tracks what you're doing. Yes. So, so the, how do you get one of those things? Um, like how, how, how do you get a keylogger? Um, usually going to a dodgy site, something like that. Um, okay. So clicking someone, on links you shouldn't click on. Someone has to get that onto your machine in some way. So that's, that's why like the big, the biggest scariest piece of malware isn't really malware. It's, um, exploiting human behavior. The biggest hacks which have happened in the last couple of weeks are a breach of Uber and a breach of um, and a breach of um, Blizzard. And she's uh, saying, sorry. so not just yep. computers and laptops, but also phones. Yes. So phones, um, phones as the software's a lot newer, they've got a lot more uh, security functions in place. 
but it is still possible for someone to build something malicious which can track things on your phone um, and that usually comes from downloading a suspect app. Because I remember growing up, right? I remember growing up and they always said, oh, Apple is safe. Apple can't get viruses. Is that still the case or not? <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's not the case as much as it once was. But it used to be the case. So it wasn't it, a lie? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a lie. But the way I see about it is that it was mainly talked about like that because the market wasn't there. Not only was there, um, there was security inbuilt with the fact that it was Unix-based, which is the OS type that it's built from. So, is, hang on, Unix is OS, oh, okay, so yeah. like iPhone OS or like... So yeah, I, iPhone OS, Mac OS, they're, they're built off this very, very old operating system called Unix, which is quite secure with the way, with the way it's put together. Okay. Um, the problem is like, um, there was a time for a long time where Apple didn't have much of a market share. And if you're going to build something malicious, um, you know, going after a small market share, you know, there may not be payoff. There's a lot of difficulty in doing the malicious thing. That being said, even, even like in, uh, 2007, I remember reading a story where, uh, there was, there was a hacking competition where they'll give each of the professionals Sorry, I just yep. want to say one thing. TikTok, yep. if you have any questions, please put them in the chat, okay? We we don't know everything, and I certainly know nothing about technology, but he knows a lot. So if you have any questions, please give it a go, yeah? All right. Yep. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> Sorry, I cut that's, you off. That's okay. Um, with, uh, with kind of mac os and um that's right and the unix that's right that's yes. what we were talking about oh we i kind of zoned out software. that's that's okay <laughs> in 2007 there was there was a hacking contest where um they would give um they have hacking contests oh hacking contests yes it's it's become a bigger and bigger thing um where pretty much they'll give um uh the the big one that's very popular right now is capture the flag where they will give you a machine that's got a series of vulnerabilities and you've got to find them and break through each of these lines that actually to sounds catch like the fun. flag. Yeah, yeah, these these contests so do you like win, hobby do you win stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, they they usually run by um, either like um, software uh, uh, cyber security companies often often run them. Um, there's one with like prizes of a few million dollars or oh. like hundreds of thousands of dollars and you can you can join. But there's usually, in order to join, there's like a hacking test of sorts that you have to do in order to prove that you're worthy of participating <laughs> worthy in the of event. Worthy of participation. Okay. So yeah. What kind of test would that be? Just like um, you have to find Usually it's, a, it's hacking something else. Uh, yeah, so hacking well, something sense. basic to show that, that you That's are so good. That's so cool. Or, there's yeah. hacking contests. I yeah. never knew that. That's insane. So... Um, yeah, one, one of these hacking contests, uh, like, um, they give you a, they give you a machine and you're allowed to turn up with whatever software you've got and they time how long it takes you to get to a point where you have full control or unrestricted control of that machine, even though you don't know any passwords or anything. So it's usually like you build a malicious USB, you plug that USB in and it does an attack. And that's why you never plug in a random USB into anything. Exactly. <laughs> even when it's for an art project, even for an art installation, it's it's not a good idea. Because, um, yeah, there will be, 
there I will... just I can't hack. That's the problem. Otherwise, I would join the competition. Um, there'd be, uh, yeah, the uh, malicious USBs where they can breach a machine in like 10 seconds because it's just sending a series of scripts which wow. can exploit some low-level things. That's actually, like, amazing. All right, I want to move on. Yes. So there's this thing called the Streaming Wars, and Razer is... I know it's a brand of laptop, right? I, I don't know anything more than that. And they have, like, a snake as a... So it's it's a gaming company. Yes, they have the... Um, uh, as the logo, they have the Hydra, um, the mythical Greek right. snake. Yep. Uh, as the logo, uh, they do keyboards, they do gaming mice, they do gaming mice pads, because that's a big thing. Um, and okay, so what, they what's do the, the, so there's so the handheld the, streaming war, Okay, is the title that I saw, but what, I don't know what that means. Okay, so, ever, um, the Switch is what's made it really popular, but the idea of portable gaming is getting to a point, because hardware is getting so good, that you can actually run a pretty decent game on a handheld device. Uh, okay. One of the big, uh, one of the big gaming um, companies you may have heard of it called uh, Valve, who makes Steam. I know Valve. I know Valve. Valve who makes Steam and a popular. Ooh, does for... Razer do scooters as well? Wrong Razer, but um, yes, there were there were Razer scooters. That's unfortunately a different brand. Oh, um, a different. Okay. Yeah, they may do an electric scooter. I could see the Razer. As in the gaming Branching peripherals off. brand doing doing it um, scooter scooter they did do a N95 mask last year that lit up with LEDs. That's so random. What? Yeah. Oh, it, it was it was just a marketing ploy. Of course, but yeah. still, that's random. All right, so Razer handheld. So, so okay, so the, we've got the, the wait. No. So um, we've got Valve making Switch. them. We've got Logitech making them. They look very similar to a Switch. So the first one was like that PlayStation one with the disc at the back. What was it called? The uh, PSP? PSP, yes! Guys, PSP. throwback to PSPs. They yeah. were they were elite. What I thought was elite was Game Gear. Shout out to Game Gear. <laughs> I'm sorry you lost. It was it was it was very worth it. You were beat you, Lynx. Were you into zooms as well? No. Okay. The Game Gear the Game Gear was a full um, Nintendo DS, yes. <laughs> Okay, the Game Gear, early 90s to compete with the Game Boy, because they're like, oh, the Game Boy, that's got a monochrome screen and, you know, plays dedicated Game Boy games. The Game Gear was released by Sega. It was a full Sega Mega Drive or Master System, depending on where you're from. And you pulled it, you plugged in the full country, cartridges and it was a full color game. Anyway, he anyway. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, so, uh... Portable. That was after. Yeah, she brought yeah. her PSP to school. Yeah. Um, portable ga games. Uh, yeah, there's these consoles which are gaining popularity, which are pretty much running like Windows, but in a really uh, Switch so type form what factor. What are they called? Because I don't think I've ever seen any of them. Um, I feel like they need it. They need a name. Yeah, you should have a little look and see if you can find Steam, some. Uh, Steam Deck. There it is. But I love so, the Switch. So, yeah. Very, very... Steam Deck. Steam Deck. It looks very, very much like a Switch. It does, kind of. Like, it, as if the Switch and an Xbox had a baby. 
Yeah, yeah, it's is got it, a few yeah, more buttons and some touch sensors. Looks a little bit like an Xbox, like if, as if Microsoft made it. Oh, it is by Microsoft, isn't it? No, well, it's not. It runs you... Microsoft. <laughs> Sorry, I'm asking. Not, questions. not really. But you can get Windows running on it. You can get Windows running on it. Um, but it's actually its own kind of uh, version of Steam. Now this has got this has got Does fairly it run good. Steam? So yeah, it runs an inbuilt so version could, of Steam. So you could basically play any game that you could play on Steam. But most most games, but that's just it. It's it's kind of underpowered. So you know, games five, ten years yeah, old, so they, would, the they would play okay. Like let's be real, the yeah, switch is underpowered. The, the switch as well. is un- underpowered. So the kind of um, leap to try and shorten the gap between newer games which require much more um, much more stronger hardware and stuff like this is um is so razor is trying to join this razor is one of the companies doing it where you stream games so the game is actually running on the cloud it's running on a server somewhere else that's running the game and you are remotely controlling that game and seeing that game on your on your hand am i the only one that's tired of digital games i i don't like i want my games to be physical i want to be able to borrow them i want to be able to give my games to someone else or sell them on if i don't like them is it just me? Okay. So it's, it's just me. It's kind. Um, it's kind of oh, something I find amusing. Two thousand and thirteen, uh, Microsoft announces the Xbox One, and it's going to be mainly digital supported. Everybody takes the piss. Everybody thinks this is the worst idea ever. Sony like just mock the the heck out of it because it's going to make sharing games so complicated. And fast forward to twenty twenty, they've released a digital only console. Yeah. Seven years, seven years to change opinion. I think I hate it. Is I, not I hate it. is not a long time. I, don't, I mean, I've I, downloaded digital games because I have to because they only did a digital version, right? Yeah. Like the Ace Attorney tri- trilogy. But I don't like having just digital games. I don't. I don't like it. No, I, not just. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I think we're really. Um, we we are starting to see that problem kind of happen in the background. Um, iOS or Apple rather keep discontinuing apps that haven't been updated on their app store. They just delete them. You can't download them anymore. If you happen to have them still on a device, yes, you can use them on on the device. But if they haven't been updated in so long, they're like, no, 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 they must be dodgy. They must be insecure. And they get removed and you can't buy them. You can't download them again. And that's really unfortunate. And it shows that like the same thing will happen with all these digital games. They'll just be obsolescence will be more difficult. I just wanted to point out that the mm. thing that you're talking about right now, um, it, it, this is different. Um, so you know how there's black history, like as in blackouts of information that will oh, yeah. currently live in a blackout part of history, right? So because, because all of the data that we're currently creating and storing, the way that we're creating and storing it is so niche. There's already so much data that has gone missing and that we're never going to be able to retrieve. Anyway, I just had like an existential no, crisis no, there for it's, a moment. It's the big scary thing about digital-only content is are we making sure it's still available? Preservationists absolutely hate it. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, remember the mini disc? Like, that is gone. Like, does anyone have a mini disc player anymore? I I played. This sorry, there's pretty dedicated followings of mini disc, but anyway. Yeah, well, okay, well maybe something a yeah. little bit less niche 
Uh, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. Like, yes. That yeah. kind of stuff. Like there's there's no um, one of these things with yeah okay min, mini disc you bring up. It's hard to find a good mini disc player now because there's no more players being manufactured. It's easy to find mini discs. Yeah. But actually playing them well or playing them on a device. Well, um, that's the, the LPs are making a comeback. I've seen new LPs. Yeah. I saw this guy on TikTok that actually had an LP player that he bought at the post office, the Australia Post, and it worked amazingly. So that yeah. was that was something. Yeah. Do you, do you mind if we move on? Um, not at all. To Dolly. So Dolly is AI, right? Yes. Can yes. you just explain to me how it works a little bit? Because I read the title and it made no sense to me. Okay. Um... Very, very basically and non-technically, um, there's been lots of images just because it available. seems to have suddenly made a huge leap. Like it just all of a sudden, it, it I see has, all this AI It has made everywhere. a huge leap. So over the last ten years, I think there's been more pictures generated, like more pictures taken, more pictures produced than there has been really for probably most of human existence. All those pictures, oh, a, a lot of pictures have been tagged and added metadata and there's been um, image identification has been very good. So it can, you can see an image of a scene and you can now, robots have been trained to pick out details. <laughs> robots have been trained to pick out details of the images. It does sound like Wally. You're, you're not wrong. It looks like Wally. It's yes. just one letter difference. Yes. So it's an AI. So um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, um, like, on Canva, you can now type into Canva. You can literally say, uh, blue elephant wearing a flower crown. And it will generate an image that looks like a blue elephant wearing a flower crown. And just the fact that we can do that now, the fact that we can just have AI create these images that don't exist. They don't exist. They just are suddenly made by your, you know, idea yeah exactly it mind blown it just it's crazy so you can just type in something ai creates this image and you know you're creating a blue elephant wearing a flower crown yeah using one of the more basic ones uh, but we'll yes. show it to you in a sec yeah it'll it takes uh it says up to two minutes so in yeah. a moment we'll, we'll show you what it looks like but just i just find that crazy but so how does that work how come we've suddenly made this leap i swear it just it happened in five seconds it, it did happen over a very... It, it feels like a brief period of time, but people have been working on this for a long time. And it's just now, because it's gotten good, that it's noticeable. So right. um, image images generated from prompts have really been around for about 10 years now. But they've just been bad. And the problem is... Um, oh, there it is. There yeah. it is. Here we go. Hang on. Let me show you. Hang on. Can you see... Can can you see? Oh, I can't see. There we go. Elephant. Yeah, elephant crown. wearing a flower crown. There you go. So it's from it's from all these tagged images. It's Rouge, from, but meeting the beauty standards. <laughs> it's from people. Um, I think we'll get a flower if we do that. <laughs> it's from people endlessly tagging images with what's in them. Computers learning to interpret. Oh, that. hang on. Before um. It's this is called crayon. So C R A I Y O N dot com. So you can go and play with it yourself as well. Yes, so crayon. This is, this is using one of one of the image generators called Dali Mini. It's one of the smaller sets. 
So it's technically not the good one. Um, it if still you did get a pretty good job. It's, it's it amazing. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So images have been been tagged. I agree. The computers have learnt what, um, in this case, what an elephant looks like, what a flower looks like, what a flower crown looks like, and there's now the big leap that's been made most recently is understanding that when someone's wearing a flower crown, it's on the top of their head. It's looking through lots of images and comparing um, comparing little bits of information, being able to merge them together. Yeah. Making, yeah. But th- I just find that insane. Like, yeah. I just, it just mind blows. It's. And, yeah. It's yeah. just crazy to me how far it's suddenly come. I just, yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on to our last topic of the evening, if that's okay. Yes. So Elon Musk uh, said something about buying Twitter and then he backed out of the deal. Yeah. Can you just rehash for me what happened? Okay. He decided that he was going to buy Twitter. Now, there's lots of speculation about why a billionaire would want to buy Twitter. Um, you know, something about it making money, something about, well, if you control the outlet, suddenly you can control how people talk about you mm. and other stuff, things like that. Everything, you know, a little bit open to interpretation about what it... Because Elon Musk is now the richest man alive, right? Rather than Jeff Bezos. It bounces around. It does bounce around. But I think he was the richest man, at least for a a little while there. Yeah, he he has been. Um, He's got spare change. He can go buy Twitter if he wants. Um, But now he's backing out of the deal. He's backing out of the... And he said something about bots... So his excuse was saying that there weren't as many real accounts that he thought. He's saying Twitter was lying about the amount of bot accounts. And yes, there are a lot of bot accounts, but it just seems to be a little bit um, sus, mainly because that comment about the bots and the backing out um, came after some discussion about, well, if you're going to buy Twitter, um, you will actually have to answer to a board. There will be regulations oh, on no. you because I, all I of a sudden just have free reign exactly to be able to do whatever, exactly whatever he was he was told actually it doesn't work like that you won't have free reign and suddenly he's like oh you know he could start his own twitter though that's something he could do he has a lot of money like that that's something but there's still content moderation there's still quite strict laws about well that's what true. your obligations are that's true so he could he could build his own but um elon doesn't really build stuff um, That's right. He just acquires it halfway he, through. He acquires, invests, and buys, yeah, companies. So most of the stuff he's bought, um, most of the stuff that you know him for, he just bought into. Well, because PayPal was the first thing. Like, PayPal was the first thing, but again, he was kind of an investor and a bit of an engineer on it. But really, depending on the source you go to, it, it could be considered in a minor capacity. Wow. For, yeah. So do you think he's going to end up buying Twitter? Because Twitter has said that he has to hold up to his end of the bargain, right? It it pretty much um, leaned towards, from the articles that I've read, it seems to suggest he will have a very hard time backing out. He's pretty much legally forced to, (laughs) which is a really weird sentence to say, that somebody goes to acquire something. Oh, he he made Tesla. So he didn't. 
Um, yes, yeah, so the whole story is with Tesla. They were a separate company. He bought the title of founder. He said, I want to invest all this money in, in Tesla, but in exchange, I want to be given the title of founder. Yes, yeah, so, so he, he bought his way into becoming a founder of Tesla. Yeah. And he did become, you know, a spokesperson and a, a main I'm, person. I mean, in- he's, an, he's an absolute, like, um, the, the way he engages and promotes himself and promotes his product. Look, I'm not, I'm not dismissing like he's, he's clearly not really, a really genius. involved. But, yeah, in terms of, in, in terms of actual stuff. production, yeah. uh, actual, like, providing to humanity... It's quite minimal. (laughs) Well, maybe if we go to Mars one day, it'll be okay. (laughs) I doubt it, though. But, yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for all the topics, unless you have anything else to add. Uh, no. Does anyone have any questions? Just enjoyed listening? Then I'm going to tick and head off. (laughs) But I enjoyed. I learned a few new things. I mean, mm. the hacking competition is definitely one of my favorite new tidbits that I was not aware of. Yes. I need to learn how to hack so I can make money. Mm. I just wish I had money like him so I can give homeless people things. Mm. Aw, that's a nice, nice mm. way to be. Yeah. It, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rose. Mm. All right. I hope you all have a lovely day, evening, mm. and... See you again sometime. Please stay on the line for a brief survey. No. no. <laughs> Please don't. No. Bye. Bye. That was that was fun. Do you want to stop the Yes, camera? stop the recordings, all of them. <laughs>